welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. Hey, Kingdom Culture family, happy Sunday. So great to see you on here this morning. Please let us know where you're watching from. Let us know how we can pray for you. Comment, engage in the chat. Give us some fire emojis, some winks, some high fives, whatever. If you're watching on Facebook, please let us know where you're watching from. Engage, share the link, like it, as well as, of course, YouTube. Share the YouTube. It would mean the world to us. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, get that alert notification on so that you know every time we're coming on here and doing alive. So thankful that you're joining us. You've been part of this online move that uh, we've been on now. It's been over it's been well over a year now. Just crazy that we've been online only for over a year during this pandemic, but we're making it work. And thank you for being a part of it and for joining in on this with us and being a part of our community. And if you're new with us, welcome. Maybe it's your first time. Welcome, welcome. Hope this message, hope this experience really encourages you and gives you some practical keys on living out your faith in the every day. So today I want to give us a little bit of a, what I would call a more of a devotional, a more of a brief focused devotional. I'm going to kind of stay on most of the time one main passage of scripture. Uh, it's only a few verses. And I believe that the Holy Spirit today is going to give us some real powerful tools on how to progress and advance forward in life, how to move through and persevere when it's hard, how to tear down some stuff and chop away some stuff that maybe is getting in the way and distracting us and trying to intimidate or maybe take us or derail our, our journey and take us off track. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to really encourage us and strengthen us today. And I really believe that moving forward in this season of life, that you're going to have what you need to push through and build that thing you've been called to build, but maybe you've had too much fear for, or start that new career that maybe you uh, are afraid to start, or start that relationship, or maybe put the ring on the finger because you've been afraid of commitment. I believe that this message has so much for so many to really encourage you to push through and move forward. I want to move into 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, says this, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them. Now, remember, if you were with us several weeks ago, you would have heard me do, I think it may be four weeks ago now, a two or three part, I don't even remember now, I think it was two part, series, it wasn't even a series actually, uh, a two part sort of focused, two focused messages on 
uh, out of the book of First and Second Timothy. Now, if you haven't heard those messages, I'd encourage you to go back to them. We'll reference them in the uh, in this message, even in the beginning here for you. But go back and listen to them. I know it will really encourage you. We're gonna go back into First Timothy for today's message. But the reason why I'm saying that is because I'll give you a lot more context of the why and where this is all happening and sort of the 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 journey as to what Paul was trying to do for his spiritual son, Timothy, because these were letters written by Paul the Apostle for Timothy to encourage Timothy in his leadership. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to them. But I'm gonna pick it up in verse 15, chapter four, first Timothy. It says, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them, that your progress, everyone say progress, that your progress may be evident to all, that your results would speak for themselves, okay? So he's saying, meditate on these things, Give yourself entirely to them, be all in, that your results, that your progress may be evident to all. Verse 16, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, okay, to the teaching. Continue in them. That's that's a theme that we see a lot. Continue in the faith. Don't quit. Don't give up. Continue in the race. Fight the good fight, okay? that's what we, we reference this in, in the other messages. For in doing this, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. And doing what? Okay, well, meditating on these things, giving yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take care of your doctrine, take heed to yourself and to your doctrine. Like, watch yourself, guard your heart, continue in the faith, continue in this, keep practicing over and over again, for in this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. In other words, stay true to what is right, for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Now, it's the same last, same verse in verse 16 out of the Amplified says it like this, Play, pay close attention to yourself, concentrate on your personal development and to your teaching, persevere in these things, hold to them, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. In other words, guard your heart because all these things are coming at you to take you out, derail you, get you off track. Guard yourself, okay? Play, pay close attention to them. You know, keep a focus on self-development so you don't lose the race you're called to live or called to, to run. Now, go back to verse 15 for a second. This is the sort of the part of the focal point of this whole message where he says, after he says, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them. Then he says this, that your progress, that your progress may be evident to all. This word for progress literally means to cut or to chop down, literally meaning the advancement by chopping down whatever impedes or gets in the way of progress, okay? Whatever gets in the way. Now, the root of this word is also used in describing what pioneers and armies do to clear away or chop down forests in order to reach their destination, okay? As a traveler, as a an explorer, to get to where you wanna go, you gotta pioneer the way, you gotta become a way maker, you gotta chop down some stuff, you gotta literally, to, to see progress is to chop down whatever it is that stands in your way or between you and your destination. And this is what I believe God wants to do today. He wants to set us on fire. 
and give us what we need to become waymakers, to become people that don't allow what stands in front of us to stop us, to hold us down. So God wants our progress to be evident to all by chopping down all the things that stop us from advancing and moving towards his goal, his purpose, his plan for our lives. So for today's message, write this down. I wanna ask you a question for today's message, and it's this, how are your chops? Everyone say it, how are your chops? Becoming a way maker. Now, this is something that as a drummer, which feels like ages ago now, I'm not super engaged in that any anymore. I That was my whole life at one point. And as a drummer, this was something that was always used. And in, in fact, is used with most all musicians. Oftentimes people will say, how are your chops? How are your chops? In, in the, in the, in the, as a drummer, they would speak of my rudiment, my, my, my rudiments, my, the, the basics or the techniques that I've, that I've grown, the skills that I've grown to be able to move myself freely around the kit. If I have good chops, man, I'm able to handle and maneuver myself around the, the kit. I'm able, I have smooth playing. I have good technique. Everything is heard. Everything is precise. I have quality chops. I've developed the background skill. I've developed my rudiments so much. I know my way around the kit so much that my chops speak for themselves. I can cut through anything. If I'm playing as a, as a jazz musician, for example, and and hey, I, I'm it's solo time. If I have good chops, my chops will show itself. I can navigate through what's uh, not been navigated through yet. I'm not reading music. I'm literally chopping away to get get to a destination, to get to the next part, to get to the next part in the song. And that may be through my solo, okay? I got 16 bars, I got 32 bars, whatever, to play this solo. I gotta get to the next part. And I'm pioneering and navigating my way through. I'm progressing through, through quality, through skillful, chops, okay? So this is a word that uh, was always asked to me, or I would ask other drummers, other musicians, how are your chops? What are your chops like, really? What's, what's your technique like? What's your, what's the, do you have the basics down so you can maneuver? It's our ability to cut through, navigate through, pivot, innovate, create, all, and it's all dependent upon our chops. It's also an expression of our teeth, our ability to eat through and cut through anything. He's got a good set of chops on him. You know, are you able to cut through? Are you able to eat through? I kind of referenced this in a, a message not too long ago about the ability and the, the value of cutting through the word and developing our eye teeth, so to speak. We often want progress without the chop. We don't want to ruffle the feathers sometimes. We want things to be easy. And this is not this is not the case. To develop your chops takes time. It's painful. Sitting down, I remember, uh, on the practice pad and just for hours practicing my boring rudiments. It's like a piano player practicing the, the over and over again the same scale, over and over again, all the same scale, or getting faster and faster and faster and faster and, and working on your technique because the faster you go, the more your technique begins to suffer. And so you have to progress slowly to develop your chops. Pro progress to God is often what is painful for us. Progress to God is often what is painful for us. 
Developing your skill, developing your chops often feels a little bit painful. It feels like mental torture sometimes. This is boring, this is hard. I can't, I can't get my fingers to do what I want them to do. It's like the Achilles heel of any musician. You can't get your fingers or your feet or whatever, your body parts, whatever you're using to play the instrument to do what your mind wants it to do. It's just you're not, you're not there yet. You haven't developed it enough yet to be able to, to do what you really want to do or believe you should be able to do. It's often very painful. But this is what God, I believe, is asking for us in this season, is to move through what feels painful in the moment to get to or get through to the purpose that God has for our lives. And we do this through dedicating ourselves, as he says, meditate on these things, and devoting ourselves entirely to them. If we want to see our chops develop, we want to see these things chopped down and progress evident to all, we got to do these two Things. Now, I'm going to get into them in a second. This is, like I said, it's like a little mini devotional today, okay? So dive in with me. It's like we're hanging out, you know, we're sitting by the fire and we're chatting about the scripture. Can we do that today even though there's no fire and it looks exactly the same as it does every week, okay? But just forget about that for a second. So progress to God is often painful for us. Write that down. But it's also relative to the health of our perspective, okay? Progress is relative to the health of our perspective. If we have a negative perspective, it will negatively impact whether we feel like we're progressing or not. Like, you know, in, in the kingdom, to be first, we have to be last. In the kingdom, to go higher, we have to go lower. In the kingdom, there's a, a giving so we can receive. In the kingdom, things are a little bit backwards. In the kingdom, loss has to happen. I mean, even the natural, actually. You prune, you know, you prune the fruit or you prune uh, a tree so that it can grow more, so that it can bear more. So there, there is a loss. There is a uh, in a sense, for progress to happen, sometimes it can feel negative. And if you have an unhealthy perspective, you think all loss is negative. But not all loss is negative. Much of the loss we go through actually has positive outcomes and actually can feel like real progress. And so depending upon your perspective, okay, will really determine whether or not you you are, are really progressing or not, or at least feel like you're progressing. Rel progress is relative to the heart space that you're in. People will often see your progress before you do, often. I mean, even as a musician, I remember, like, you'd get better at something, and like, but it was a, such a slow progress that you wouldn't even really notice it until maybe you watched yourself, watched a video, or watched an old video of yourself, or people told you, like, wow, you're getting a lot better. Like, really? I don't feel like I'm getting better. But they see you're getting better, because over time, You've developed your chops over and over. You kept on chopping. You kept on moving. You kept on doing it, practicing every day. And eventually, even if you don't notice it, people notice your progress. And this is what the, uh, Paul is saying to Timothy. So your progress may be evident to all. If you do these things over and over again, your progress may will be evident to all, even if sometimes it's not evident to you. So Paul gives us two strong encouragements for progress. Or, or as we have said, tools to help our chops, okay? Because the question is, how are your chops? And I'm talking about the theory behind the technique or the technique behind the skill. Now, number one, number one, dedicate the mind. You want to develop your chops? Get better at it? Dedicate the mind. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 15, this was the opening scripture. Meditate on these things. This is out of the New King James Version. Meditate means to ponder or imagine, or to premeditate, to focus, 
to think on these things. In the Amplified Version, it says, uh, practice and work hard on these things. Now, you're probably asking yourself, well, what are these things? Okay, well, <clears throat> this is partly why I wanna encourage you to go back to the other two messages that I spoke on out of 1 Timothy. And even though in those messages, I jumped from 1 Timothy to 2 Timothy quite a bit, I want you to focus on, or I want you to go back and listen to those messages because it will really help you what these things are. But we do have an understanding of what these things are based upon just alone the things that are previously mentioned before he actually makes the statement in verse 15. So some of the an, an example of some of these things would be being an example in all aspects of your leadership, Timothy, your speech, your life, your behavior, teaching sound doctrine, like really taking care of what it is that you say you believe and teach. Be an example in generosity, really understanding the value of generosity. These are these things, okay? Generosity, using the gifts that God has given you. Paul says, don't neglect the spiritual gifts of God that are in you, that came to you or in you through the laying on of hands, through prophecy. Don't neglect the gifts of God. Steward the good gifts that God's given you. If you're not stewarding the gifts that God's given you, you're not gonna be able to have the chops you need to progress, okay? Because all these things are the things you're called to meditate on so that your progress may be evident to all, okay? So watch this. There's also, you know, purity, walking in faith, walking in purity, right living, studying. He's encouraging Timothy to be a student, to study, to be an encouragement, to be all in, to, to, to immerse yourself into these things, to not give up, to get not, not give in. And I remember at the very beginning of my journey, I have to say, and I always say this, and you can read it in my book, The Secrets of the Supernatural Life. Like, I have to credit the first six months of my journey when I couldn't get a job for six months, right when I gave my life to Jesus. I was 18, turning 19. My whole world flipped upside down. And in that six-month journey, and I was trying to get a job. I wasn't lazy. I wasn't sitting down just being like, you know, God spoke to me not to get a job. You know, as much as I didn't really want to get a job, like I did, I did because I, I I was trying, I was applying, nothing was popping. I started to believe and and kind of feel like maybe God was closing the door, but just for the sake of the people around me, uh, I was still applying and I was still making moves, you know. But anyways, all I have to say is that six months couldn't get a job, and for six months I spent four to eight hours a day in the Word and in prayer. And that changed everything for me. That was like the cement of my foundation. That was the beginning of my root system shooting down into the ground. Four to eight hours a day in prayer, four to eight hours a day in the Word studying, like literally meditating on the Word and literally experiencing things, like wild experiences with God in my relationship through meditating on the word. This really, like literally, it shifted everything for me. And I would say that as a result of that season, my progress was evident to all. I would say as a result of that season, like without even me really realizing it, people were like, whoa, what is happening to Sean? Like, this is happening, this is happening. And, and maybe it was just an, a natural byproduct of my dedication of my mind, my focus, meditating on these things. Some of the things that Paul was encouraging Timothy on to meditate on, I was literally doing 
four to eight hours a day. I'd come out sometimes after four or five, six hours of studying, and I would like literally feel like the radiating presence of God. It was like my mind, my being was being transformed, and it just, it resulted in amazing things every single day, like amazing encounters that I will never forget. And I think that there's something to be said about dedication, hard dedication in specific seasons. Now, I know you can't do that in every season, but when the season comes, be all in. When the season allots itself, and I, I've said this in the past, that even if you have 10% of your time that you can dedicate to something, be 110% in that 10%. Like, if you have 5% of your time that you can dedicate to your health, let's say, a week, be 110% all in when you're in that 5%. If all you can give is, you know, 30 minutes, three times a week to your health, and I say health, I mean like, let's say fitness or, you know, going to the gym or some sort of cardio, go for a walk, whatever. If you can do only that, then be 110% all in when you're doing that. Don't give it, don't give it part of your all, give it your all. And I think when you do that, you literally begin to see results in every one of those areas. Even if you have 5% here for that, 10% here for that, eventually you're starting to get 100% return on all of those 5% allotments, 10% allotments in your life. And so dedicating, dedicate your mind, dedicate your focus, be all in and watch what God begins to do. So we have dedicate the, dedicate the mind, number one, first encouragement that Paul gives us so that our progress may be evident to all, so that our chops may be developed. Now remember, I said this at the beginning, when we're talking about chops, okay, our ability to progress really is defined by our ability to persevere and chop down everything that stands in our way. And that's the kind of progress we're talking about right now. We're pioneering through, we're becoming way makers. God wants to raise up way makers, people that make a way where there is no way. So right now you, you can't get the job of your dreams, find a way. You're like, Sean, how can I find a way? There is no way. Let me tell you, if God's called you, there's always a way. If God has spoken to you, there's always a way. Become that way maker. Become that inspired follower of Jesus who is the greatest way maker. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Jesus said it about himself. There is no way, other way to the Father. I am the way, truth, and life. No one can come to God except through me. I am the way maker. I make a way where there is no way. So if our Father is like that, if our best friend Jesus is like that, the one that created us is like that, guess what? And you're made and created in his image, guess what? You are called to be a way maker. You are called to be a pioneer. You're called to plow the fields that have never been plowed before. Don't let it intimidate you. And intimidate you. Don't let it shut you down. Don't let it put fear on you, stopping you from your future. Go at it and begin to cut. And as you begin to cut, as you begin to chop, as you begin to dedicate your mind and meditate on the things that I just shared. It's like you're developing your skills, you're developing your technique, your chops, to cut away all the things that stand in front of you and your purpose and the plan that God has for your life. Number two, dedicate the time. Dedicate the time. We have the mind and time. Real simple, this is like a devotion, like I said. It may be one of the shortest messages you've heard me speak on a Sunday morning. Dedicate the time. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, practice work hard on these things. This is out of the Amplified Version. Be absorbed in them, okay? It says meditate on these things. 
I'm just gonna read it out of the New King James and give yourself entirely to them, okay? But now I'll go back to the Amplified, okay? Just to, to give you another way of communicating what it means to give yourself entirely to these things, okay? Don't just meditate on them. Don't just focus your mind on them. Uh, give yourself entirely to them. Actually means to be absorbed in them, completely occupied. The, the Amplified says completely occupied in your ministry so that your progress will be evident to all. Be absorbed in whatever you're called to. Now, some of you can take this out of context and be like, well, is he saying to sacrifice all other good things in your life? No, you gotta read things in context. He's giving a charge to Timothy to be the leader that Timothy's called to be in the context of Timothy's leadership. Like I said, if you're called to be, if you have 10% to give, be absorbed entirely in that 10%, 110%. Okay, so hear me when I say this, is when God's calling us to be absorbed entirely or to be all in on something, I'm not saying, and God's not saying, be all in 100% of the time and nothing else Nothing else matters. Like don't eat, don't sleep, don't love your family, don't love your kids, you know, don't, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying if God has called you to a specific task and assignment, be 110% in that task in the grace and in the timeline that he's given you to be in that task, okay? So to be absorbed in them, or like I said in, in New King James Version, it says to give yourself entirely to them so that your progress may be evident to all. Your your progress may be evident to all. Now this word broken down actually, actually for absorbed, okay, or to give yourself entirely to it, or the word, another way of describing that is to be absorbed, literally means to be without explicit limits, okay? To be, it means to be. It means to be, like to represent it. Almost like when Jesus, in John 1, 14, Jesus became the word, he became the word made flesh, okay? Jesus came down, he was the word made flesh, okay? Jesus was the word. Everything he said he was, okay? This is the call. This is what we're talking about here. Paul is saying to Timothy, be so absorbed in it, you become it, okay? Because the, the word for absorbed literally means, it expresses the being of something. It means to be, like I am. Like when God says, I am, I just am. I am the alpha, I am the omega. God has called us to be the representation of the word. Don't just do something, be something, okay? We're not called human doings, we're called human beings, okay? There's a big difference. So when you are something, everything that you are called to do just happens as a result of it. So when Paul is saying to Timothy, be absorbed, be all in, dedicate your time to it, he's saying, so engulf yourself in the calling that you just become it. So if you're called to be a great leader, guess what? Be a great leader in your home, as a father, as a mother, be a great leader on your street, be a great leader in your ministry, in your church, in your business, be a great leader with your friends. He's not saying to shut it off and shut it on only when you're doing the thing. Be a great leader, be it wherever you are. Be absorbed in this concept of you are called to be a great leader, whether it's as a father, whether it's as a husband, whether it's as a friend, a coworker, a manager, a boss, a CEO, founder of a company, whatever the case may be, a pastor, be the best version of that wherever you are. Be absorbed in it, okay? Very, very important we get this. Now, of course, we cannot focus on the outside without focusing on the inside, which is why I wanna hone in on this idea that we're called to be human beings, not human doings. So Paul is saying, be this. How do we become something? How do we become the thing that we're called to do? 
Well, it's focusing on what matters the most, the inside of our life, the character, who we are behind closed doors, integrity, who we are in our, the fruit of the Spirit. How does the fruit of the Spirit manifest in our life? Because if our external progress, write this down, outruns the internal transformation of the heart, our success will become our limitation. Let me say that again. If our external progress outruns the internal transformation of the heart, our success will become our limitation. Your success in life, as the world defines it, can become a limitation if the inner world of your life has not been at the forefront. If it's been lagging behind your success trying to catch up, guess what? Most likely, it's going to all fall apart. If you can focus on the being factor, then eventually your progress, your real God progress, will be evident to all. It's always first internal in, in the kingdom before it's external. I love what Galatians chapter 6 says in verse 4. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Man, I love that. Make careful exploration of who you are, of who you are, and the work you have been given, and then sink in yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for the doing for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Stop comparing yourself. Be who you're called to be. Dedicate your time so that your progress may be evident to all, not for the purpose of being celebrated, not for the purpose of honor, not for the purpose of showing the world your great accolades. Be the best version of you are. Be, be, be a careful exploration of what you're called to do and sink yourself into that. I love how the message translation, don't be impressed with yourself. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Think of yourself the way that God thinks of you or sees you. Don't compare yourselves with others. It's so easy to fall into the comparison trap dangerous tra trap. Comparison is always a calling killer. You will abort your own calling for the sake of believing that someone else's calling is that much greater than yours or better than yours. And therefore, if you want to do whatever it is you feel like you need to do, you need to be like them or sound like them or do like them, it will always take you out. I shared this a couple weeks ago about how comparison is truly a calling killer. Don't dress yourself up like someone else in hopes that God will bless you like them. Your journey is not their journey. Dedicate your time to what God's called you to do. Meditate on these things I've mentioned in the first point and watch the progress that will begin to happen in and through your life and watch the chops and your ability to chop through whatever comes your way and be that pioneer that you were created to be. I wanna pray today. Can you believe it? That was my message. Like I said, it's a little bit of a devotional. It's only 30 minutes, you guys, wild. But I wanna pray today. I wanna pray and encourage you that God has called you to be a way maker. And you may feel like right now you're at the edge of something. You may feel like there's forest all in front of you. How are you gonna cut through and chop down the stuff that's in front of you? It's so big. These trees are so old. They're so big. They're so tall. They're so strong. These bushes, these this brush in front of you is thick. How are you gonna get through it? I just believe that as you begin, that as you step out, 
that as you begin to sink yourself into, if this is what God's called you to do, God's gonna give you the grace one step at a time as you need it. Just begin chopping, begin chopping, begin moving and watch what begins to happen. God, I pray that for those watching today, whether they're in business, whether they're government, education, family, people, um, you know, whatever walk and stage of life that they are in right now, media, arts and entertainment, whatever area of life they are in, I pray that you would raise up wild waymakers that find a way when there is no way. That God, you would, and that even for them in this season, you would show them that you are the ultimate waymaker. Maybe for you right now, it's a miracle situation. Like you can't, you can't just do something. What you can do is meditate on the goodness of God. What you can do is dedicate your time to prayer. What you can do, dedicate your time to, to, to getting God's wisdom on the matter. That's what you can do. And watch, watch God develop your chops in such a way that you can chop down this thing that's stopping your miracle from happening. God, I pray that you'd introduce yourself in this season to many of us as the way maker, the one who helps us find a way, the way maker, the promise keeper. God, I pray that you'd overwhelm us with your grace in this season to run, to, to, to walk, to be led in this race that we're called to, to win at. And that God, we begin to see in a whole new way, your mercy, your strength, enabling us to keep on to keep on moving forward when it feels like it's impossible. God, I pray for hope to be restored. Some of you, you just need some hope in this season. You need some hope, God. You need, you need some hope. You need some hope. God wants to give you hope today. He wants to restore hope to you. God, I pray that you would strengthen the perspective of what's happening right now around them. Maybe they just feel like nothing good's gonna come out of this season. They're convinced of it. Even if they've heard encouraging things and they've been encouraged, they've been, you know, championed and they've, you know, they have great support systems. Maybe they just still feel down. Maybe you still feel down. My prayer is that somehow today, God would inject you with a little more hope. God would give you what you need to take the next step, one step. All you need is one step. And sometimes that's the biggest step. It's the hardest step, but it's the most powerful step. You're simply one disappointment away, one discouragement away from some of the greatest breakthroughs in your life. And it's that one step sometimes. That's just that, that discouraging, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it's gonna work out for me. I don't even know if there's a support system under that step. And if I step on it, if it's gonna break, if it's gonna fall, I might fall. My prayer for you is that even if you fall and you might, and you probably will, that you get stronger when you fall. You get stronger when you get back up again. A righteous man, the Bible says, falls seven times but gets back up again. What makes you right is that you get back up again. What makes you right is that you stand up again when you fall. So God, I pray today that you would just overwhelm us and give us what we need to become the waymakers that we're called to become and that our progress would be made evident to all. Give us the passion to dedicate our mind and our time to what you've called us to, to see your purpose fulfilled in and through our life in Jesus' name. God bless you, Kingdom Culture. I hope this encouraged you. I hope this brought some strength to your life, and we will see you next week. 
Wow, what a powerful message from Pastor Sean. I love how this is a sequence from the, those two previous messages mm -hmm. from the book of Timothy. So awesome to hear. If you're out there, if this message impacted your life, if you never said yes to Jesus, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and Savior, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want to encourage you that God has called you not for a religion, but for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make a real relationship, a real connection with Jesus, I want to encourage you to say yes and to repeat this quick prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I ask forgiveness for my sins. I ask you to come and live in me, reign in my heart. I believe that you were dead and raised again to new life and to bring me new life. In Jesus' name, I say yes to you today and every day of my life. Amen. Amen. If you made a decision this morning, please let us know. Just send us an email to prayeraquinoculture.ca. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Thanks for being with us once again. Remember to subscribe, to smash the like, share this message with someone out there. And have an amazing, amazing week. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye.